everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. This is the Ferrari, the coolest car out there. Some say. I put a tweet out a couple days ago and it got some serious traffic. Hopefully you follow me on Twitter. Surely you do, don't you? At Ed Young. Well, thanks. If you don't, follow me because I gave you some incredible news. I said that someone, that's right, someone had given me a brand new Ferrari. I said, details will follow this weekend at Fellowship Church. What do you think? Is that awesome? It's pretty amazing. Do you know who that someone is who gave me the Ferrari? I'll tell you. I'll give you his name right now. God. God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari. You're a Ferrari too. That's some great news. You are a Ferrari. God has given you a Ferrari. Isn't that incredible? So do this with me. One, two, three. That's right. Look to your neighbor and say, you Ferrari, you. At all of our campuses, if you're watching this, you're a Ferrari. Everybody hearing my voice is a Ferrari. But some of the comments I got after that tweet, they were absolutely hilarious. Some were saying, man, that's awesome. It's the greatest thing ever. Give it to your wife, your kids. <laughs> Sell it and give the money to world missions. All sorts of things. I can't believe someone did that to a pastor jamming me because someone gave me a Ferrari. It's hilarious. People are funny. We're funny, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Most of us are crazy, and that's okay. I am a little bit. Speaking of being crazy this morning, you will not believe what happened to me this morning. This is, this is, this is just nuts. This morning... I'm jumping in my car, heading to church. One of the twins is along with me. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't have my wallet. Because after the morning services, some of us fly down to Miami for our evening services in Miami. So I had to make sure I had my wallet. I called up Owen, and Owen was up here already. And I said, Owen, is my wallet in my office? He looked around, he goes, yes, it is. Cool. So I'm driving and driving, and Laurie, one of our twins, goes, Dad, Dad, there's a cop. And I'm looking down and I'm going way too fast. Way too fast. And, and that sick feeling kind of hits you. And I watched the cop do a U-turn, chase me down. Now you remember, I don't have my license. I'm speeding. This is just a couple of minutes ago. And the dude pulls me over. And Laurie got a picture of it. There I am, man, trying to... <laughs> trying to talk my way out, trying to preach my way out of the ticket. And I said, officer, you won't believe this. We're talking about speed limits today at Fellowship Church, and we're talking about cars. And at first he looked at me like, man, what kind of dope are you smoking? But then he was like, really? He started laughing, and we had a great conversation. So 
Are you speeding? Are you blowing through those signs that say speed limit 35 or speed limit 65? Those are some, some great questions. Speaking of this whole series, a couple days ago, it's all hitting at once, isn't it? A couple days ago, we got a notification for a defective part in one of our cars in the middle of the series. And I've been submitting to you that a lot of defective dating is going on in our world today. It does not take someone who's a relational rocket scientist to figure out that what we do before we say I do, what we don't do and do before we say I do affects what we do and don't do after we say I do. And due to the fact that half of all marriages end up as relational wreckage, 67% of second time marriages end up with their wheels being off, 74% of third time marriages don't make it, hey, we're not doing something right prior to marriage. That's why we're doing a series on spouse selection. That's why I'm trying to expose some of these defective dating habits. So the Bible, in a way, is a recall notification. Take your vehicle, your Ferrari, to the dealership, get it checked out, allow God to say, okay, I've given you a Ferrari, let me drive the machine, go by the owner's manual, and I'll take you places you never dreamed possible. That's the whole gist of this series. That's the thrust of this series. This series is also for those here who are married. If you're married, one of your main responsibilities is to continue to date your spouse after the wedding runner. You date to get married, and then once you're married, you date to stay married, to have a thriving marriage. Also, we teach and train our kids about spouse selection. But let me expose just a couple of defective, dumb, what was I thinking moves that defective daters make. I'm gonna blow through a couple of these and then next week we're gonna do a really cool talk. Next week, Lisa and I are gonna talk about the four wheels of a great relationship and a great marriage. You ever had a flat tire? Sure you have. That's a bad feeling too. It's a bad feeling getting pulled. It's a bad feeling having a flat tire. Next week, we're gonna talk about the four tires because your tires have got to be balanced of the relationship. But right now, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about a defective, dumb habit that, that, that daters make. Defective daters listen to some twisted music, man. They listen to prenuptial nursery rhymes. Prenuptial nursery rhymes. My mother is a rhyme master. She knows more nursery rhymes than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. My mother can just rhyme and rhyme and rhyme. She knows all of the classics. I grew up listening to nursery rhymes. Why? Because nursery rhymes will put you to sleep. As you get older, you discover one day, hey, nursery rhymes aren't real. They're fake, they're phony, they're false, they're fantasy. Isn't it true that a lot of us believe in nursery rhymes? Seriously. I mean, here we are in our teens, here we are adults, here we are 50s, 60s, 70s, and we still believe in prenuptial nursery rhymes? We believe it. One of the nursery rhymes I want you to think about is Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one and down he ran. Hickory Dickory Dock. Time. Time. That biological clock is ticking. I'm in my 20s, 30s. I need a man, I need a husband. 
I want to have 2.3 kids with a white house and a picket fence and a dog named Rover. Please, I want to get married. And in desperation, a lot of women will get married. You walk through the checkout stand at any grocery store, all those bridal magazines, they kind of are singing to you. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Life will have no meaning until you say I do. All this pressure starts, ladies, at a very young age. We, 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 we want to we get married. We think marriage will do it. Marriage will, will solve all of our problems. It will bring in contentment. And guys, we have this biological clock too. I want to have a chip off the old block. I, I want to have somebody I can, I can play football with and, and, and take hunting and fishing and snowboarding and whatever. I want to have that too. And, and many times, not as often as females, many times we'll get married quickly because we say, hey, might be the last train coming through my town. The Bible has an answer to this prenuptial nursery rhyme mentality. Philippians 4, 12, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Marriage will not simplify your life, it'll complicate your life. Marriage is not the easiest thing, so often it's the hardest thing, it can become the greatest thing if you're willing to work. Anybody believing that? Anybody, anybody like, okay, okay, the biological clock is ticking, I've gotta get married, he has pants on, he's a male, I, I'm gonna get married. Come on, ladies. Here's another prenuptial nursery rhyme. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. You remember him, don't you? It ain't easy being oval. Humpty Dumpty, thank you, had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. When I get married, here's the prenuptial fantasy file. This person can fix my brokenness. This person can bandage my wounds. This human being can take care of me. We get married, and then we look at the person one day and say, wow, marriage ain't what it's cracked up to be. That's pretty funny, get it, Humpty Dumpty? Yeah, show me some love up here, I know, I know, thank you. I could tell they were laughing in Miami at that, there's no doubt, they were just going, ah, that was good. We can't put that kind of pressure on a spouse. A spouse cannot heal our brokenness, all of us come from brokenness, different levels of brokenness. We get married, and yes, our spouse can help. Really though, the only thing our spouse can do is to love us unconditionally and to point us to the great physician, our healer. Psalm 147, verse three. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. You're saying your spouse can do what all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't do? Come on, please, please. Here's another one. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after. I'll get married and marriage will solve my Companionship concerns. I mean, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta have community with somebody and we're made as relational beings. That's what we know and we have this, this thing going on and that's true. God's given us the desire for the opposite sex. It's biblical, it's good. God thought it up, it was his idea, it's not bad. It's a 
awesome thing. We get married and we put undue pressure on the person. We try to get this person, this, this human being, to meet needs only God can meet. Because see, there's a level, there is a level that so many don't even think about. It's the divine level that only God can meet. We have a God gap only the divine can deal with. Once we bow the knee and give God everything in our lives, and once we have this relationship with Him, that is the deepest relational connectivity in our lives. If we haven't done that, if Jesus is not number one, if He's not, if he's not driving the Ferrari, we'll get married and we'll try to put divine pressure, are you with me, on human beings. I can't do in Lisa's life what God can do. She can't do in my life what God can do. God has to meet the deepest needs. And then also, of course, we have relational needs. And some of those needs, you know, are intimacy. Some of those needs are communication. Some of those needs are, are, are building oneness. Some of those needs are sexual in marriage. John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace. I leave with you, my peace I give you. When we have peace with God, we'll experience the peace of God. That's true companionship. And the companionship segues into our relationship with the opposite sex. One more prenuptial nursery rhyme. Row, row, row your boat. Everybody, row, row. Everybody, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. When I get married, life will be a dream. It'll be just dreamy, steamy, awesome. The ultimate love fest, the ultimate romantic novel 24 7. It'll solve all my problems, all my issues. It's just gonna be absolutely great. Now look at the married people around here. They're just laughing, going like, oh my goodness gracious, alive. that's incredible. Marriage complicates our lives in a lot of ways, in many different ways. Well, what do you mean? Well, very simple. You're a self-centered sinner, you marry a self-centered sinner, and you've got a lot of self-centered sinning going on. You crank out a couple of kids, little bandito self-centered sinning, and you've got a colossal collection of self-centered sinning. It's complex. You're talking about keeping it real, the Bible in 1 Corinthians 7, 28. <laughs> I love this. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. <laughs> and I want to spare you from this. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. 91% of all singles get married. Some don't. So don't just be freaking out. Oh, I've got to get married. I've got to get married. I've got to get married. Life will have no meaning. It's okay, marry, get married. Prenuptial. Nursery rhymes. What do nursery rhymes do? I told you earlier, they put you to sleep. If you have those on your iPod, if you're listening to them over and over again while you're on, on, driving this Ferrari, you'll fall asleep at the wheel and you know what happens then. Don't buy it. The enemy loves to whisper those things to us. A defective dater. That's right. They listen on their iPod. 
to prenuptial nursery rhymes and believe them. They're false, they're fantasy. Here's something else defective daters do. Defective daters go off-roading, off-roading. Here they're cruising down the freeway. The guidelines and guardrails. But defective daters go, you know what? I'm tired of this freeway. I'm tired of the car going so well. I'm tired of the Lord Jesus driving it. Jesus, let me drive. I'm going to take the wheel. And in fact, Jesus, get out there and put up some ramps because I want to jump off of your road, God, and I want to go off-roading in this Ferrari. I'll say it again. Jesus, maybe you didn't hear me. I'm driving now. Put the ramps up. I want to go off-roading in this $200,000 Italian-made machine. Can you believe? Can you believe that we would say that, that, that we would do that? Off-roading. What is off-roading? It's having sex outside the marriage bed. This morning, I didn't pay attention to speed limit signs. Let's just be honest. Speed limit was 35. I was clocked at going 47. In my mind, you know, I was thinking, those speed limit signs are for other people. They're not for me. You're the same way. What if you're in this Ferrari and you're cruising along and you see within 100 yards five signs that say speed limit 65, speed limit 65, speed limit 65, speed limit 65, speed limit 65. You would conclude, hey, the speed limit is 65. And if you really thought about it, you go, you know, people who are a lot smarter than me have studied these freeways and roads and cars and everything, and they know the best limit for speed in a car, even in a Ferrari. But like I did this morning, most of us go, you know, I don't really care about that. I'm going to do what I want to do. Those are for somebody else. I am just going to drive the car like I want to drive the car. Jesus, get out. Let me drive. You put the ramps up. And we go off-roading in a Ferrari. A Ferrari will work for a while. A Ferrari will go for a while off-road. You can go mudding for a while in a Ferrari. But ultimately, inevitably, you're going to mess the car up. It's going to bog down. It'll cost you huge money and huge time because you went off-roading. You used the car in a way it was not supposed to be used. The Bible says five times directly and 23 times indirectly, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex before marriage. But here's how I put it. Keep sex sexy. Say that with me. Keep sex sexy. And parents, if you're worried that your little kids are hearing this, well, you got some serious problems because believe me, they've heard it from all the other sources. That are, that are generated from, from the evil one, that are generated from, from people who are doing life their own way. So if you have a problem with this, hey, you better wake up and smell the espresso because the second best place to hear about sex is right here in this divine dealership, the church. And I'm so excited that we have a church that talks so openly and honestly about sex. So keep sex sexy. The Bible says, thank you, the Bible says, 
Let me run through it right quickly. Three things regarding sex. Adultery. What's adultery? Having sex with someone who's not your spouse. That's committing cosmic treason. That's going off-roading. We know that. Fornication. That's premarital sex. Having sex before the marriage bed. You're not to have sex with your boyfriend. You're not to have sex when you're engaged. You're not to have sex the week before you get married. The Bible says keep sex sexy. Sex is beautiful when it's used in the context that God's given us. What's the context? Marriage. Now, this other word, this other term I'm going to talk about today, this other term I'm going to mention today is sexual immorality. Say it with me, sexual immorality. And the scriptures say about sexual immorality several things. Like 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 and 5. It's God's will. I mean, you don't really have to pray about it. I wonder what God's will is for my sexuality. Well, here we go. It's God's will that you should be sanctified. What does sanctified mean? Holy, pure, set apart. That you should avoid, avoid that sexual immorality. Each of you should learn. I like that word. Say learn with me. Learn. Learn to control his own body in a way, his own car. Because remember, you just got a Ferrari. You might not have known it, but you were just given a Ferrari. That's right. Each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. Avoid sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is everything up until the point of sexual intercourse. Let me talk about three gears. It's going to get very quiet. That's okay. First. Second. Third. First gear is the cuddling stage. You just cuddle. Kiss, kissy, hold hands, cuddle. That's the first gear. Second gear is caressing. That's, that, that's touching body parts with the clothes on. The third one, third gear, is the climax gear. That is... When you do things that cause a climax with your clothes off or on right before sexual intercourse. What's sexual immorality? Avoid, ah, sexual immorality. What's steer clear? Stop at first gear. Stay in first gear. I know you want to go one second. Whoa, 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 I know that. We all have that desire. We've got the hormones. We've got the RPMs. We're amped up. We're ready. I understand that. Let's be real here. But stop at first gear. Why? Why would God rain on my sexual parade? Why? 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 Now, when most unmarried students and singles hear that, most of them go, oh, Ed, thank you for revealing the truth to me. This is incredible. Thank you for giving me the 411 before I have to call 911. You're so awesome. You're an amazing teacher of the scriptural record. Thank you for making it so clear. You think people, you think people say that? Are you kidding me? They do the pushback, cross their arms, get all serious, you know? Think about the genius of God. If we go to second gear, third gear, fourth gear, et cetera, and have sex 
prior to marriage. So often when we do, we will marry the wrong person. I didn't say every time. So often we will hook up after marriage because we're hooking up before marriage, right? With the wrong person. It's the power of sex. Sex is not just sex, it's just sex. It's multifaceted, multidimensional. It's psychological, it's emotional, it's sexual, it's spiritual. Spiritual. God ordained it. So if I hop in the rack before marriage, I cannot get a good read, a good wisdom, a good discernment on this Ferrari. The windows are fogged up. I've gone off road. I'm driving it myself. It'll go for a while, but one day it's going to get stuck. You're like, what? Have you read the stats of adultery in marriage? Have you read the stats recently? They're unbelievable. Men and women cheating on one another in record numbers. And I've heard people talk about the the what's and the why's behind that. Do you know why? The reason adultery is hitting record numbers is because people have been so unfaithful prior to marriage. You're unfaithful prior to marriage to God's directives. You flip God's directives off you shake your puny fist in his face, you go off-roading, you hop in the rack in the sack with all these people, you get married? <laughs> you think now you're gonna be faithful? <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I had sex with all these people, now I'm married, man. It's just one for me. What? So again, if you want to marry the wrong person, hop in the rack. Now, some of you are like, Ed, dude, man, hey, I'm involved in premarital sex. I mean, I have been with this person, that person, whatever. Here's the good news. Listen to me, listen to me. Here's the good news. We serve a God of grace and forgiveness. If your virginity is in the past tense, God will forgive you. He'll cleanse you. He'll change your life. Give him the keys. Put the ramps right outside, you know, the off-road thing, right on the edge. Get back on the freeway and go where God wants you to go. Now, some of you are sly. You're like, okay, I got it. I'm young. Well, if God will forgive me, I'll go ahead and hook up prior to marriage. That's what I'll do because God will forgive me. He's going to take care of me later. Premeditated sin. Ain't gonna win. No, 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 no. Do you want the best? Do you want the best? I want the best. I know you want the best. We're gonna trust God. He's given us the Ferrari. I even put a tweet out. It got all this response. You better put one out too. Hey, I just got a brand new Ferrari. Do it God's way. Put superior fuel in the car. If, if someone owned a Ferrari and said, okay, just, just take the Ferrari. You would put the best fuel in it. You would take care of it. You would park it off by itself. No door dings. You take care of this awesome car. 
you would not trash the car, you wouldn't go off-roading. Yet we take, and some of us don't even realize it because we're just understanding, wow, man, God is interested in my sexuality. This is cool, man. Some of us have, 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 have done our own thing our own way, and we can say, hey, Ed, <laughs> hey, bro, let me, let me tell you. I can give you story after story after story. I'll never forget the time that I sat down right here and talked to a porn star. It was one of the most tragic things I've ever experienced in my life. I had this uh, interview, this filming thing, and, and I sat down and looked at this girl, 22 years old, just a shell of a person. She had never heard about forgiveness. She had never heard about grace. She had never heard about this whole car illustration. And I had the opportunity to share it with her, and tears were streaming down her face. Here's a porn star millions a year and she's just empty lost without a home that's the thing about sexual sin there's nothing like sexual sin the Bible says sexual sin affects the body like no other sin yeah sin is sin I understand that sexual sin though is on a whole nother level it really is so do it God's way and here's the cool thing, too, about God. You got to think about God. God is just awesome. Okay, let's say you're a junior high student. You know, 14, 15, hormones. Let's say you're 20-something, 30-something, single. Understand, understand. Okay. You got your whole life. Just this long track that God wants you to drive down, right? It's just about that much of it where God says, wait. I mean, just, 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 just. Wait. And remember, if your virginity is past tense, God will forgive you and cleanse you and change your life. But he's not going to take away the consequences. 35,000 people a day contract an STD. And a lot of us have another STD, stupid thinking disorder. <laughs> How much more time do I have? How long have I talked throughout so far? But. I talked about 30 already. I got another one. Let me just throw these verses in right quick because I could easily talk about this, this subject where I'm going, but let me, just, let me just do this real fast, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. Okay, that's it. No, 1 Corinthians... I took one time back in the day, I had problems reading, you know, attention deficit disorder. My parents enrolled me in this Evelyn Wood speed reading course. Man, I didn't learn a thing. They wasted hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Some of you are probably like, is he speed reading? Wow. No. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 and 19, run away from sexual sin. If you don't run away, if you don't avoid it, you're setting yourself up for failure. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one. I mean, sexual sin is unique. It's the totality of who you are and who I am. Verse 19, don't you realize that your body, your Ferrari, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit, the home of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. 
Here's one more, and I'm going to give you the cliff notes on this one, the Wikipedia. Defective daters test drive. They test drive, though, in a unique way. They like go to the Ferrari dealership and go, hey, uh, let, me, let me borrow that Ferrari for uh, about six months. Hey, let me, let me borrow that Ferrari for like, you know, a couple of years. And they take this beautiful machine and they just wear it out. Door dings and, 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 and this and that. They put the wrong kind of fuel in it. They go off-roading. Then they get tired of it because remember, dating is a lease with an option to buy. They get tired of it and then turn it in all trashed out to the dealership. And the dealership goes, oh, that's cool. That's okay. And you're like, man, I want a newer model. Here's another one. Would that work? Does that work? No way. You're like, that's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. No one would do that. That's what we do, though, when we play house. That's what we do when we live together. 70% of all women who are test driving have marriage on their minds. 70% of women have marriage on their minds. The other 30% are in denial. Because <laughs> women think, I can lure him in, I can manipulate him, and he will love it so much. We play house, Ken and Barbie. He'll love it so much that he'll want to marry me. It's not about the sex, no. It's just about intimacy and companionship and communication. That's what it's about. Now, ladies, here's some homework. Go home, sit down with the guy you're test driving with and go, baby, we're not going to have sex for the next six weeks. He will be gone. He'll be fishtailing out of the driveway by this afternoon. Living together for a guy is the best of both worlds. Free sex with no commitment. It's like our grandmothers say, why buy the cow if the milk is free? We're supposed to wait until marriage. You'll have a higher divorce rate when you test drive. I understand why people test drive. Their families are fragmented for financial reasons, they say, this or that. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. Don't play house. Wait until you get married. And then God will take you to another level. Well, over the last couple of days, it's been pretty windy. If I took a kite out and tried to fly the kite by itself, it would crash every time. But if I put a restraint on the kite, if I anchored the kite with a ball of string and began to run, I mean, that kite would... Whoa, look at it, feed it more and more string. Wow, it's way up there. Sex is the same way. We do it ourselves. Oh, I'm going to drive. I'll do it myself. It'll crash. Some of the time? No, all of the time. When we put the restraint, the string of God's word, when we're anchored in God's word, whoa, man, this is awesome. Look at, look. That's what God wants in all of our lives when it comes to sex. It's time for a sexual revolution. It's time to understand we're Ferraris. It's time to drive down God's track. It's time to do his stuff. 
It's time to make sex sexy. It's time to take the contents in the context and it'll lead to amazing consequences. But when we take the content out of the context, we're signing up for chaos. Let's do it God's way. Are you ready? Let's do it God's way. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.